Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. We capture the user's information as they're typing it. That's so badass. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome back to Perpetual Traffic, episode number 93. Super excited about today's episode. We've got a guy coming on today's show to talk about some very, very important topics when it comes to scaling your traffic campaigns, growing your business in general. But today's going to be Ralph, myself, and a special guest, Syed Balki, who, Ralph, I mean, this is a guy that we've been going to War Room for about uh, maybe a year and a half now, two years, something like that. And at War Room, which is digital marketers, high-end mastermind, it's an amazing group. And we meet on a quarterly basis, four times a year. And one of the traditions of War Room is they have a thing called Wicked Smot. And it's a part of the Traffic and Conversion Summit as well. And what it is, is a contest. Everybody can submit an entry for the coolest thing that they're doing, whether it's a resource, a strategy, a tip, a hack, whatever it is. And and it seems like almost every single War Room since we've been a member, Syed either wins or almost wins. Yeah. I mean, that's how he kind of came into our world, but none other than that. And I'll let Ralph jump in here too, but, but let's see here. Syed, I want you to tell your story, but back in 2009, he created WP Beginner, the largest free WordPress resource site. He's also the owner and and launched the product Optin Monster, which a lot of you probably have heard of or used or have used and uh, several other companies, software solutions he's been involved in or owned or created and recently bought out Yoast Analytics, which is now Monster Insights. 
Syed is that guy that obviously he wins the Wicked Smart, but or Wicked Smart. And it's funny to hear you try and do a Boston accent, by the way, Keith. That was good. Um, <laughs> First time I tried. Wicked Smart. Um, but no, I mean, whenever anybody asks me like who the smartest person in the room is at, at War Room, and War Room is a bunch of smart dudes. I mean, I always say it's Syed. I mean. There's no question in my mind. Not only does he like manage so many different things from a business perspective, but just the way your mind thinks, like just how you process information and then can, you know, take all these great ideas and then implement them. And today's show is going to be about a presentation that I saw that I unfortunately had to leave early for. And I was so ticked because the content was so good. Like everybody who's online right now, anyone who runs a business online, you know, or, or is it an e-commerce store, doesn't matter what you're what you're selling, this is going to be an episode for you to really help optimize and, you know, pick up some killer growth hacks to, to skyrocket your sales uh, for your online business. So totally pumped to have Syed here with us. Uh, smartest guy in the room is finally on the, one of the smarter podcasts. So welcome, buddy. Thank you, guys. This is the best intro. Like now I got to live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. No, no, it's all good. I mean, he did a presentation that's going to kind of be the premise of the show today. And it's really all about these amazing growth hacks uh, you can use to skyrocket your sales. So he's going to get into that. First, before we do, I mean, give us a little background. Like what got you into this whole world to begin with? Online business, helping people, building software. I started when I was 12 years old with domaining. Fast forward, you know, several years, I went into SEO and social growth hacking, you know, just getting a lot of organic traffic. I launched a site called WP Beginner in 2009, and now it is the largest WordPress resource site. And through this website, I've been able to launch several different plugins and software services. One of them is called Optin Monster, which you see on Digital Marketer website, Trapping Conversion. It's running all over the web. We power 300,000 websites, and that's the exit intent pop-up solutions when really smart converger tools. And then, you know, recently, as you mentioned, we acquired the Yoast Analytics, which is a Google Analytics integration for WordPress, which is running on over 1.7 million websites. I live and breathe this stuff. I'm passionate about it. And, you know, this is what I do day to day. Love it. So you're seeing a ton of data. So I guess my first question for you is what's one of the biggest mistakes you see people out there making that are trying to generate customers online? One of the benefits of having a service like Optin Monster and, you know, seeing people using Monster Insights, you know, our software is running and processing like billions of page views a month. The biggest mistake that I see is a workflow mistake in your entire funnel is focusing too much on the top of the funnel and not focusing enough on the bottom of the funnel. And what do I mean by that? Right. Everybody is throwing all the dollars on their awareness campaigns and their interest campaigns, right? Tons and tons of pay-per-click getting the awareness and retargeting that person and bringing them back and doing all that, which is great, right? You're going to increase the volume of sales you're going to get. But, you know, when I talk with smart business owners, they're often focusing on the bottom of the funnel because that's where margins are happening. And I always say that if you get more traffic, you know, you'll probably increase your revenue. But if you improve your conversions, you're definitely going to increase your profits. And then the magic starts happening. You can outspend your competitors and you start dominating your market. So the biggest mistake I see people making is focusing too much on the top of the funnel stuff and not enough on the bottom of the funnel. 
Yeah, because it's. I think it's harder to do. A lot of people don't really know what to do. I mean, I think there's an overabundance of training, this podcast being one of them, on how to focus on the top of the funnel, how to get traffic, how to create, you know, a traffic machine, which is what we talk about here. But, you know, it's a perpetual traffic system is what we really talk about. And so much of it is like how you actually convert after the click, after you pay for the advertising, as well as probably the deepest stuff that, you know, that I've seen especially affect margins and ROI for agency customers is all the deep level retargeting that we do way, way deep in the funnel. And I think Ezra talked about this when he was on as well, Ezra Firestone, uh, and is super good at that. Like he said, it's the smart guys focus on the bottom of the funnel and not just the top. But, you know, you've obviously been able to figure it out with a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about here. So, um, but yeah, food for thought for anyone who's just concerned with the more traffic I get, the better. That's not the case. You got to convert it and you got to convert the ones who have already taken an action on your site. If your traditional funnel looks like awareness, interest, decision, action, I almost always work backward into the funnel and not just the, you know, the checkout stage. I'm talking about post checkout and then working my way up. And that's where, you know, margins start to happen. If you have a recurring business, which I don't know how many you do, if you don't, you should build a recurring business because that's awesome. Involuntary churn is a very, very big issue where, you know, you have people's credit card information and, you know, when time comes for renewals, the credit card declines. And it could be for one of the many reasons, right? Maybe they have a temporary hold. Maybe their card expired. Maybe they got a new card. Maybe they have insufficient funds. Maybe, you know, there's no reason at all and the bank just thinks you're shady. But one of the things that we notice is that uh, delinquent customers make, you know, up to 20 to 40% of your involuntary churn, which is insane. Meaning these are the people you spent money to get, they bought from you. And when time comes to renew, these customers are dropping off because of a system failure. So if you're using like, you know, something like a Stripe and most advanced merchants now have something called a Visa MasterCard updater, which basically goes through and updates your customer's expiration date to make sure that if the card is expired, it automatically gets the new data from Visa and MasterCard directly and just fixes that problem for you. If you're using like authorize.net, there's a company called CyberSource that has this as well. But what I'm talking about is, is one level further, taking it one level further in a dunning process, and basically you're sending emails, very targeted emails, and you know lowering the friction for the user to update. I just say it's free money; you have to turn it on. The key is when somebody's card is expired, you're obviously going to try them one time, two times, maybe three times. If you have multiple merchant accounts, maybe you're going to do that through three different merchant accounts. But after that, if it's still not coming through, you just send them an email. Uh, you know, maybe subject line called "billing issue." And say, hey, Syed, uh, you know, we're having trouble processing your most recent payment. Would you mind updating the card on the file? And here's a link to update your billing info. And the key is that link. That link should not take them to a login page. Too many times people make that mistake. Hey, log into your account, then go find the billing area, then go find where your card is entered and update it. No, this link just goes straight to a page where they can just type their credit card and information and update card. No login required. And what we're using, we're using a service called Churnbuster to do this. And it's, it's basically free money. You know, we were losing all these customers, enabled the service, and we're making money. Right? We're making more money than we were making before. So it's, it's just like ROI positive from day one. There's another tool called Retain by ProfitVail that does the same thing. So if you have a recurring software business, this is the best thing, you guys. By the way... Um, you can access the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. 
This is episode 93, and we'll have all the resources or anything Syed mentions in this show on the show notes. So we'll, we'll be taking notes as well. So that's Churn Buster, and we'll link to that in the show notes. I don't know if you guys go and check your analytics, but go in your Google Analytics and look at how many people are leaving your cart page. Just look at the percentage. Sometimes the first time user, almost 85, 90% sometimes will go to your cart and do not buy on their first visit, which is completely mind blowing. And I mean, that's why we spent like, you know, retargeting is like a billion dollar industry. But what can you do to reduce that, which will allow you to reduce your retargeting spend and overall, you know, boost your margins. One of the things that we noticed was from our checkout page, people were going back to our homepage or people were going to back to the features page because they were having second thoughts. And that was happening because we had links to our other features, other pages from our checkout page, you know, either in the footer or in the header. And I still see this happen, you know, way too often with you know, people's card system, they add links, et cetera. Remove everything that you don't need. And we find that when our checkout page, there's nothing, there's nowhere, there's no other link you can click on. All you can do is buy unless you hit the back button. That, that boosted our conversion by a lot. Another thing that we noticed was offering multiple payment types helps. And, you know, this doesn't make sense to you. Like a lot of people, you know, they're like, well, we only take credit cards. Well, you know, a Comscore study showed that 56% of online shoppers want to see variety of payment options at checkout. And, you know, because we're in a software business and we have multiple products, I said, well, let's, let's try this. Let's try this study out and, and see, see if we can challenge that data. So we removed PayPal from our list. So, you know, we accept credit card and PayPal. When we removed PayPal, we're, our thinking was, that everybody who wants to buy it will just buy it using credit card. The only time people use PayPal is because the option is there. Well, we were dead wrong. We lost 20% of our monthly sales because wow. we, we lost, we dropped PayPal. So if you don't have PayPal as an option right now, guess what? So many people are going to, to your page and not buying because maybe they don't trust you. Maybe they don't have the credit card or they don't want to share the credit cards. So many people use PayPal because they don't want to share a credit card with other companies. Security, exactly, 100%. We've seen, oh yeah, similar drops like that too. When you add PayPal in your options, you will see a boost. The other thing, you know, we use, and I'm a big advocate of it, is called exit intent pop-ups. We actually crowned that word in, into, the, into the thing. Exit intent is wow. a registered trademark. We started doing this before, you know, this thing called, was called exit intent. We had an exit intent pop-up on our pricing page as well as our checkout page. And the cool part about Optin Monster is the, is the messaging that we have. We just say, that's abandonment. Over 70% of your website visitors are doing just that. <laughs> you know, get, get started with Optin Monster and convert abandoning visitors. But no, the key is that we have two options. You can change the wording, but the key is to have two options on the, on the pop-up. The first option, you know, which is the main call to action is get started with Optin Monster. If they click on that, the pop-up will close and they, will, they can go back to, you know, continuing the action that they were doing. But we added a secondary option, which says, I have a few questions first. And when somebody will click on that, they will see a contact form inside the pop-up, which you can add inside Optin Monster. What we saw was the 4.7% of the people who saw that message sent us an email. They were about to leave. 4.7% of people that were leaving, they saw that message, they clicked on it and said, I have a few questions first, entered their name and email and sent us a message. Our sales team converted one out of three users. On a good day, one out of two, which is so crazy if you think, if you wow. think about it, right? If you're getting thousands of people on your pricing and checkout pages, 
These people are ready to buy. Otherwise, why would they go there? And you're converting 4.7%, like a third of them, right? To 1% of all the users. That's a lot of money that you don't have to spend on ads. You can go you know, dump that in another campaign. So that's just so big. So using exit intent pop-ups effectively on your checkout page, on your pricing pages, it's just, you, if you're not using it, you're losing money. You know, you're leaving money on the table. I'd love to dig into that a tiny bit more here because uh, I know I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, okay, you said have two options, kind of like skimmed over that pretty quickly. If you were to give somebody a piece of advice, let's say two people, one person is selling physical products and they've got uh, multiple SKUs, different types of products, and the other person is selling a digital, maybe an information product, a $97 course. What would be like the first thing to keep it simple, to give them advice if they're going to add exit intent pop-ups to uh, their order form? as far as like a strategy of what to say. Usually some, when somebody's buying an info product, there's a very, very clear value proposition there that has led them to get to the cart page. So you have to highlight that value proposition again. For us, you know, at Optin Monster, our value proposition is that we convert abandoning visitors into subscribers and customer. So when our pop-up shows, it has a very clear message that says, that's abandonment, right? It, it shows that right there and then. So people are like, Wait a minute. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to stop my users from doing. So they go on to read it. So you have to highlight whatever your value proposition is right there and then, and then use your two messages. You know, your pop-ups, you have seen probably the yes, no pop-ups. I'm sure you guys are familiar with those. So you basically change the wording on the yes and no to, you know, two different things. On Optin Monster, you can do that inside. So we changed it. The first one was get started with whatever thing you have. Or you can say continue shopping or, you know, stop losing money, whatever you have. Uh, let's say if you have an options product, you know, you're doing stock trading, you can say, you know, don't make this stupid rookie mistake, get our software or get our course, get our training. And then the secondary option is I have a few questions first, because a lot of time when people are leaving, they have questions. You want to let them ask that question. Another way you can mitigate this is through a live chat. But a lot of the times, you know, You don't have live chat agents sitting there ready for you. So if you don't have that, you should definitely do this. So second option, usually, in my opinion, you should have to go to your contact page or a contact form inside that pop-up. I have a few questions first. Okay, gotcha. So where you're highlighting the value proposition, now that's on the order form itself, right? Not on the actual pop-up. Oh, it's in the pop-up. It is in the pop-up. Just want to make, okay, gotcha. The user was ready to leave the page. So whatever value proposition you had on the checkout page, Clearly was not enough. Was not enough. Yep. And most people's checkout pages are very, very simple, by the way, right? So they don't have very fancy value propositions. And most people think that by the time you get to the checkout page, value proposition is no longer important. You usually says you're 60 seconds away from, you know, doing whatever the hell you're trying to do and enter your information. So the users have to be reminded. Think of this as a retargeting campaign. If that user had left and you were on Facebook, what were you going to do? You're going to show them the value proposition, right? And that's what you want to do on this page. Uh, inside your pop-up. So just to be clear, so on the exit pop, you don't recommend putting the no on there at all. It's really, it's either yes, continue, or it's like, I have more questions. Exactly. I replaced the no with, I have a few questions. Yeah, that's so badass. And the cool thing inside Optin Monster is that you can choose what happens when the user clicks each of these buttons. So it doesn't have to be yes, no, right? It's two separate buttons. So you can say when somebody says, get started with Optin Monster, close this thing. When somebody says, have a few questions, take them to the actual opt-in, which you replace with a contact. So the user simply just enters their information there. Right. 
Right. That is that is great. Because I, I, mean, I think a lot of people have seen the yes, no, and the no, I don't like cute kittens or something like that. You know, it's like something yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want free money or, you know, something ludicrous. But that's a this is a shift in strategy that you've seen be more effective, it sounds like. Exactly. Because what your goal is to do is overcome their objection. Because if they're leaving, they have an objection. They have, you know, some kind of objection. Maybe do is there a better thing or, you know, does this product do what I really want it to do? Will my wife approve of me buying this? Whatever <laughs> right. objection there is, you want to clear that objection. And that's why, you know, I have a few questions first. When you click on it, the contact form shows up right inside that pop-up. The user enters their name and email their question. And, you know, your pre-sale support team can respond to that question and, you know, take, take care of it. And like one of the easiest takeaways is like something that you just have, you don't really even have to go out and do something. You just take out all the links on your checkout page too. Like that shouldn't be lost in the conversation here as a great point because I see it all the time with our customers. Like you click, you know, whatever it is, it's a logo and then it goes back to the homepage. Exactly like you're saying, take the damn links out. That's awesome, dude. The other thing that, you know, we have seen work really well on our checkout pages is what I call magic recovery emails. And the reason why I call them magic recovery emails because they're truly magical. The way they work is we capture the user's information as they're typing it. Really? Yes. So, you know, normally people, how they used to do it was they used to have a two-step order form. So they would say, enter your name and email and then click to continue. When you continue, you know, they would save that email. And, you know, if somebody was to leave, they got that person's email. Right. We said, well, that that's kind of silly. We don't want to have two steps. We're going to do that all in one step. So we put the email field, it's a top field on our checkout page. So obviously the user is going to type that. Now, if they leave the form without completing the whole thing, we got their email address. So we're going to put them in a three-part email series because these are transactional emails. Again, very, very important. Don't don't get in trouble with the can spam. These are transactional emails. You can send three of these. All right. So we send the first one 30 minutes later and the second one 24 hours later. And then the third one, 48 hours later, after that, this user does not exist in our CRM. We delete him. So the first email usually, you know, goes out with a subject line saying, is everything okay? It would have, hey, John, I, I just noticed that you tried to purchase Optin Monster, but unfortunately, it looks like we were having some trouble. Again, we are taking the blame. I don't know what, what happened, but I'm going to take the blame anyways. So my second question would be, did something happen when, with our order page? If so, please let me know so we can fix it. If you closed out of the page already, don't worry. You know, I found your order and created the link for you with your details already in the form and they can click on it and buy. So sometimes people can come back and say, yes, I was having issues with my PayPal or my credit card company. And I can say, okay, yeah, can you retry again? And one of our agents will be right there to make sure that transaction goes through if an issue happened. Or sometimes they're like, oh no, I my wife called me. I had to go have dinner. I'm going to buy it now, right? But then if we don't get a response from the after the 30 minute email, the next email that goes out 24 hours later, it says, John, your Optin Monster account is on hold, right? And then the third one goes out that I'm deleting your Optin Monster account. And you can imagine the response we get when you say, I'm deleting your Optin Monster account. Like, no, no, don't delete it. I really wanted to buy it. Mm, fear of loss. Exactly. The, 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 the fear thing really comes in. You'd be surprised how much money you can save by just putting this magic recovery email. When we, By the way, when we first put this on, which was, uh, I believe, like beginning of 2014, we added this technology inside our checkout system. We recovered over 55% of lost revenue with, wow. with this campaign. I love that last one, deleting your account. Like the guys that are on the fence, especially a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are a little bit like me maybe, and you're always like trying to, what's the perfect solution? You, you know, you're 
Some can sometimes be a little indecisive. <laughs> no. When we were looking for a solution of, of something like this, nothing existed except for one company called Rejoiner, and they wanted to charge like three grand a month for this kind of thing. Now I have a team of software developers, so we just built it in. But then people are like, well, Syed, what if I don't have a team of software developers? Well, over the last few years, since I've talked about this thing enough times, there are other companies that have come out and started doing it. So two that are doing it is one is called Cart Hook. So cart hook, and then the other, another one that's doing it is called Jilt that are, you know, very cheap, like, you know, 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month kind of thing. And trust me, if you're getting any sort of volume on your checkout page, you're having abandonment and this thing is going to make you money. So this combined with those exit intent, dude, you will add so much margins in your overall sales that is it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I mean, the reason why the two-step opt-in everyone uses is because, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to capture that email, but it, you know, and so everyone started to use it because it makes sense, but it's really, it's a disruption from what you're saying. Put it all on one, but you're still capturing it anyway. First thing they're entering exactly. in is upper left-hand corner, first name, last name. Probably the next thing is email, right? We make email the first thing. Oh, time. okay. We say enter the email the first thing. And what yes. our system is doing is the moment they switch to the next field, that email gets saved into our CRM. That's where beauty is happening, you guys. It's called partial form submission. Partial form submissions. This is gold right here. So now my question is, is how does this integrate with all the different solutions out there? So somebody's using Stripe, somebody's using ClickFunnels, somebody's using Infusionsoft, Direct Order Forms, Entreport, uh, all the traditional, maybe they're just using a PayPal. How does that work? That's why I mentioned the two services that I recommended okay. because yep. th those guys integrate with other systems. We built this ourselves because at that point, nothing existed except for Rejoiner that was charging three grand a month for it. And I was like, well, guys, this, this isn't rocket science, right? If you have a developer team and you tell your developer that you want partial form submissions, they can build it for you. But if you don't have a developer or you don't want them to spend their time on this, you want to go to Carthook that, that integrates with, you know, that integrates with Shopify. They integrate with WooCommerce. You know, they integrate with Magento, Volusion, 3D Card. You know, they have an API that if your developers can, you know, can integrate to whatever system that you're using. Gotcha. Okay. So you don't have that solution yourself for sell. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> this, 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 this was something that we built in very quickly. Um, right. And then, you know, we rolled it in across all of our, right. you know, e-commerce products that we have. Yep. Exactly. Yep. If you do the post checkout stuff and you do the checkout stuff, you are putting money in your pocket without spending any more money. The traffic that's coming to your site is converting at a much better rate and you're making more money. So what you have done effectively is you decrease your cost per lead and you decrease your cost per acquisition, right? So you can go out and do more stuff with that money, whether it is to give yourself a bonus or spend more money in your pay-per-click ads campaign. You know, what I love about it too, is that like when we talk about retargeting, like we always call it like the Molly, which is how we typically will word our, our ad copy for a retargeting ad for a cart abandon or, you know, whatever it happens to be. It's like the responsibility is on us. Like we're almost apologizing. Did we do something wrong? You know, so you're taking like the same exact tactic, which like keys into human psychology, which is absolutely brilliant. Like 30 minutes later and you're compliant with canned spam, which I never would have thought it is, but it, it it is obviously you've looked into it. It's just, it's genius. And it's the same kind of psychology and retargeting. You're just doing it in an email. What are the open rates typically on like that first email that you send out to people? Have you measured that as far as success goes? It's over 65% too. People are opening, especially that last one. 
that with the I am deleting your opt-in launch account, that email was, it has over 60% open rate. It's just gold, that subject line. I stole that from Ryan, by the way. Oh, I love it. Got to give credit where it's due. But yeah, so that's that's the thing. Now, the reason why it, it is compliant is because that is a transactional email, you guys. You, you cannot right. use the, those abandoned users and say, well, now let me send them a broadcast. No, no, no. And you got to remove them. These emails essentially are going out as a person. It's not going out as... Oh, it's coming from Optin Monster with a with an unsubscribe link or anything like that. This looks like a personal email. It's going out. Okay, so be very careful with this. And you you made that comment about deleting that user after the third one. Exactly, because otherwise they didn't consent to be in your system. What you're doing is basically reminding them, hey, you forgot something in your cart. You know, you might have seen these in a lot of e-commerce systems. This is kind of built in. Hey, you forgot something in your cart, and you're like, well, how the hell did you know? <laughs> and yeah. that's that's how they know. They they remind you. This is money stuff here, Syed. You, you got any other tips? I have a feeling you might have a few more uh, bag of tricks up your table. Absolutely. So, you know, when, when it comes to like urgency and scarcity, you guys have probably heard of, you know, 24-hour flash sales, right? Where you have like a dollar trial or something like this. And th- those things work really, really well, but you can take this further. One of my friends, Joe Simons, he was also a former War Room member. What he did, well, he created his own holiday. <laughs> he created something called the National Angler's Day because his audience is all in the fishing world. So he just said, National Angler's Day, you know, get you know, 40% off, select, you know, salt strong gear while supplies last. What he was trying to do was get rid of his, you know, inventory, clear out these, you know, things that weren't selling. We just discounted them 40% and created a National Angler's Day sale. His competitors were going crazy because they're like, well, what is this day? How did we miss this? Turned out, you know, he created that dang holiday. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, Think about this. Like, you know, pe- people are like, oh, wait, you can do that? Well, yeah, Amazon did the same thing. Amazon Prime Day. <laughs> it, it's a made-up holiday, right? <laughs> it's one of the biggest shopping days in the world. Amazon, like, you know, estimated like a $525 million in sales or something like this. Crazy stuff. One of, one of the other things that I wanted to share with you guys is the concept of on-site retargeting combined with the concept of on-site follow-up campaigns. Okay, so everybody thinks of on-site retargeting as exit intent, right? That's cool. That's great. But what about returning visitors? When they come back, you got to show them something different. Can't show them the same dang offer that you showed them when they were leaving, you know, inside your pop-ups or inside your floating bars. So you can use that and see, does the customer have purchased or plan already? So if somebody has purchased basic, plan of Optin Monster, we show them a completely different offer that prompts them to upgrade to Optin Monster Pro. Okay. And you can do that with on-site retargeting. The other one is uh, what we call on-site follow-up campaigns is practically like autoresponders on your website. So what happens when somebody opts in to your pop-up right now? Typically, most people just say, well, if they opt in, don't show them the pop-up for like 365 days. Or if they say, no, I don't want this thing, then don't show them this thing for 30 days and then show it to them again. Well, that's right. kind of silly, right? So, so I was like, well, how can we improve that? So we created something called on-site follow-up campaign. And nobody's talking about this because this is something new that I built for our stuff. So when somebody has opted in for a specific lead magnet on our site, we just show them a scroll box with an offer right there and then. So when they're scrolling down, it just says, hey, stop losing customers. Recover abandoning visitors with on-site retargeting. And the button says, increase my conversions. And when you click on that, you go to the buy opt-in monster. So essentially, if you opt in to the ultimate opt-in form checklist, 
clearly you want to build the best opt-in form, then you're going to need the tool. So we are doing autoresponders on the website using these you know, dynamic web forms, which is crazy. People are not even doing any of this. So yes, this thing is working really cool. So if you're not trying it, this is like you know, one of those early adopter tips. So if they come back like two weeks later, let's say, so what do you do in that situation? How does that work depending on where they are, how they're tagged? Exactly. So Optin Monster has two ways. One is just new versus returning. We can detect when a person is coming back. And the other way, if you want to be really specific, let's say, if this person purchased this thing, then show them this thing. So you, you can get really specific like that. But the most important thing that I want to highlight is the follow-up campaigns, that if they have already seen your pop-up or closed your existing pop-up or have opted into a specific lead magnet that you're offering, then you should show them a follow-up thing. And you can do that inside a pop-up. You can do that inside a full screen, you know, welcome gate, welcome mat kind of thing. You can show that inside a scroll box, like a sliding thing or a floating bar, whatever. You You can use any of the dynamic elements to show them your offer right there and then on the website. If they've opted in, don't wait to send them an email. Show them the offer right there and then. Especially if they go on the second page on your website, dude, that dude is going to convert. He's interested. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's interested. Show, show it to them right there and then. You can use this for downsells too, by the way. Let's say you showed them your core product offer and they said no, no thank you to the core product offer and show them a downsell. You can, you can target the user and personalize your forms based on their behavior on your website. Wow. This is the next level stuff uh, that you will see happening you know, over the course of you know, this 2017 and 2018 as more people catch up to it. Because you know, again, this is one of those things that we built on-site follow-up campaigns and as more and more of Optin Monster users use it, then you know more people will talk about it. And you'll probably see somebody else now start talking about it at conferences. <laughs> on-site follow-up campaigns. This thing worked really That's well. Right. Well, you heard it here That's first. That's right. You absolutely did. That is so cool. <laughs> That's what I'm that talking about. so cool. <laughs> that, like, that's just amazingly cool. My question is on any sort of exit intent pop. At what point, and you probably know this through data, I'm guessing, is at what point do you become an annoyance? Is, well, uh, to how much is too much? Because I think people are going to listen to this episode and like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it on every single page and I'm going to use all the bells and whistles. But at some point, they might actually tick off the customer and you go in the reverse direction. What are your thoughts on that? So you want to be very careful with the message. Show them the most targeted offer. And that's, that's our goal, to help the users show the most targeted offer. The offer that you're showing on your checkout page is completely different than the offer you're going to show on your blog post. So I recommend, you know, only only turning on exit intent, like targeted ones for your money pages. So go on your Google Analytics, look at the top, you know, five, top 10 pages on your website and create the offers for those pages, create specific lead magnets for those pages uh, and then show it to them you know, on the exit. When, when those users see there's a targeted offer for those pages, they're going to download it because obviously that page was solving their problem. For example, let's say we have a blog post on 50 you know, blog post ideas to help you come up with your next blog post. And then the user is about to leave, we can say, hey, bonus, download 73 more blog post ideas for free. Will you ever turn that down? No, you're not. You're like, well, I actually want this. Or if when you were leaving, you're like, hey, wait, download my pre-published blog post checklist so you can make the best blog post. Obviously, right. you're going to download my checklist. So it's not annoying at that point. But if you say, well, get 30% off on every single you know, exit intent, <laughs> that's, that's going to annoy that you got it. Got it. So it's got to be consistent. Just make it relevant. Yeah, whatever they're consuming, consistent with it. Yeah, relevancy is key. All right, this is amazing stuff. Uh, this is awesome. Love this. Hey, I thank you for sharing this gold. Once again, show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. 
episode 93. What I would do if I was listening right now, the first thing I would do is I would go to Optin Monster and just experience what he is talking about and how they are using these strategies within their own company. That's the first thing I would do. And then second, Syed, where can people find out more about you and more about your, your solutions or where they can just learn more of this good stuff? The best place is optinmonster.com. We talk a lot about conversion marketing, email marketing, et cetera. So we have a big, you know, pretty decent sized blog there. If you have a WordPress site, you want to check it out. You want to check out wpbeginner.com. We have a tutorial, over 2,000 tutorials, all free for you guys to use. And, and yeah, and if you're using WordPress, check out some of our plugins on the WP Beginner products page. To find more about me, you can, you know, find me at Syed Balki just about everywhere on the web. Sweet. And it's S-Y-E-D-B-A-L-K-H-I.com. Once again, that'll be in the show notes. So good stuff here. Appreciate you coming on. We'll be uh, seeing you probably in, a, in another three months or so. Um, Absolutely. Or another event. But. Probably be like fig- figuring out like 20 other like incredibly cool conversion centric <laughs> things by then. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No, oh, this has been awesome. We might have to have you back on like every like four or five months. Uh, a little check in <laughs> call. I think so. Mind. That'd be pretty sweet. What's Syed working on now? That's what. <laughs> yeah. That's how you instantly take your campaigns. It's like take two things you took out of this show just now and just implement, you know, one or two of them. And then you get to go right back to your AdWords analytics dashboard or it's your Facebook ad campaign metrics. And you're just going to see your cost per conversion go down and your overall ROI go up. Pretty epic stuff. Thanks again for coming on. Talk to you guys all soon. See you later. See you. Bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.